Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. All right, welcome, welcome, gentlemen, ladies, viewers, listeners, whatever format, form, shape that you get your podcast, it could be through Apple, Apple, Apple what? <laughs> through Apple, through uh, uh, Spotify, through YouTube, through Facebook, however you come and uh, get to listen and to hear about us, please, welcome. We like to have your presence. Sasa what we'll say, sit down, relax, take a book, a pen, water and laugh through this session because we are going to have a very nice topic today and as you can see i miss <coughs> my my co <laughs> my co problem in kenan <laughs> he's not sitting here today <laughs> and so it's going to be very hard gentlemen to engage with you professionally <laughs> because he, he i kind of help him to do the professional side mm-hmm. and nonetheless uh, we just want to welcome the gentleman here and from my far right just introduce us tell us tell us your name tell us one thing you're excited about being here and then uh, uh, why somebody should not move from the seat my name is Jackson Sire. I am excited to be here because love does make the world go round. And I don't think you should move from here because the gentleman on set will speak not from theory, but from practice. All right. The level has been set. Collins is going to be on practice. <laughs> Introduce yourself as we build on this. <laughs> well, as Ezra has said, my name is uh, Collins Maranga. And I'm also excited to be here because we are speaking uh, about a topic that affects every single one of us. And it is something that we experience on a day-to-day basis. So the practice um, is, is right here. We, we are speaking from practice and not just from theory. All right, my friends, me, I'll beg to differ with the two gentlemen because my practice might not be one you want to follow. (laughs) However, (laughs) I will be coming to you and adding value to the sentiments that we share together. My name is Ezra, and of course, the person missing is my Kenan co-host, who is usually seated here. But today we gave him a special job to do that uh, we thought was more applicable and important for him in sessions like this. Having said that, my friends, we have a very important topic. But before we dive into that, uh, we want to say that we have been off air for a while, but we are back now with several series. And this is the first series that we're going to introduce here shortly. Number two, the next upcoming weeks, in the next upcoming weeks, we are holding a virtual safe space in Zoom, through Zoom. And we have special people who will be joining us. You will see the links are going to be posted in all our social media handles. Please go there, click, uh, register, let us know what topics you like covered. And every Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time, we will be meeting together to create a safe space. And let me just give you a synopsis. We're going to talk about the holistic aspect of the well-being of a human being. 
Number two, we're going to break out into small groups and you go to a topic that is relevant and practical to you. We're going to have facilitators who will work with you in those small breakout rooms. We have Dr. Karen, whom some of you already know. We have our friend uh, Steve, uh, uh, who some of you have seen, a uh, pharmacist. Uh, you'll be talking about the drug side of the chemical dependency, things like those. We have Kenan bringing his social expertise. We have me, we have Pastor Simon, and many other people uh, who will be joining us. So please, watch out, click, like, subscribe, register so that we can be sharing together in those safe virtual safe spaces. We'll be giving you more details as time goes by. Nonetheless, I have put the announcements out. Now, the topic today is love. What do you... Why? You guys seem like you're not even lovable people. I said love. <laughs> <laughs> you just stay silent. <laughs> you know, love. Before we even... Th- there's so many books that have been written about love. So many Very podcasts true. that have... And this is another one. We hope that this one will not be just another podcast about, about love. So many sermons that have been preached about, about love. So many seminars, so many workshops that have been done, have been preached, I mean, have been, have been presented on love. Yet, if you ask around, some people will dare say that love is the thing that we miss currently as a society, as a world, as a church, as a people, as a community. Why is it that we have so many resources out there, so many books, yet still there seems to be a hunger for love. Let's break the ice with the two gentlemen on my right. Me, I've done my job now. (laughs) 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 Over to you, my friends. You can share personal experience why you think love, uh, whatever, however you want to take it off. This is a freestyle. Let's let's, let's, let's take it away. Collins, you want to lead us home? Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um, you see, why are there so many books about this topic and yet uh, the, the world is so miserable um, or many people live in, in misery? I, I don't want to generalize, generalize uh, to everyone because not everyone is miserable, that as is we may true. think. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> uh, there, there are people who live happy lives. Now, why bring another topic? You see, I... Have a, I have worked with children, and I come from uh, the children ministry area, Pathfinder and Adventurer area. Having, having observed children uh, all through my life, probably uh, the, uh, half of my life, I have come to notice something uh, that happens continually. When we have... Uh, children that are coming from a marriage that is stable, Mm -hmm. with stable relationships, Mm -hmm. those children, they soar. Mm -hmm. And they they are able to concentrate, they are able to learn, they are able to uh, follow instructions and on. They they, they end up being, uh, they end up flourishing in life. Uh, And the opposite is also um, sometimes, not all the time, Sometimes the opposite is true. If we have a relationship that is struggling, um, or that doesn't that, that doesn't provide the care that the children need as they grow up, we find that children do not concentrate in class. Children, uh, they, they are they are daydreaming, and there is all sorts of things that affect them uh, mentally. And so, uh, y- you will find that children as they grow up. They will end up uh, in the wrong companies. They will end up uh, 
doing things that they regret later and it takes time before a child come to really understand to to realize what happened before in his or her childhood the cdc has done a, a study on adverse childhood experiences we call them aces and um violence in the home divorce and um anger in the in the in the marriage are some of the uh items listed as childhood as adverse childhood experiences meaning that they negatively affect children in their adulthood they are likely to have mental illness as they uh when when they when they get to adulthood because of the those childhood experiences that they had so so, so what i'm hearing calling is that because you've worked <coughs> with children you are seeing some patterns i'm seeing patterns and yes. as you start digging deep in those patterns they they seemingly to be leading back to this need of a stable environment in a home in a household setting for them to thrive in what the in what the so-called concept of love yes all right uh, uh, my 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 lovely brother in red <laughs> you wore the color you wore the color you wore the color of love <laughs> what are you hearing so far like like why why this topic so the to just play with the words of the lord's prayer you know we say your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven i from my coaching experience mm-hmm. uh, do a lot of coaching especially for young adults mm-hmm. um I realize the words of the Lord's prayer could be rewritten as your will be done in my life as it was written in our home. Mm-hmm. A lot of people what they are basically trying to leave or to prove has a lot to do with where they came from. Mm-hmm. And I think love you 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 asked an original question why are we still talking about love? Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as um bizarre as asking why are we still talking about food. <laughs> yeah. People have been farming for the past 3000 or so mm-hmm. years. You know mm-hmm. why are we still why still growing food? It's because food is a need and love yes is a need. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think at the core of the need for love is the idea of somebody who who defines me, somebody who describes me, somebody who appreciates me uh-huh. as a profound effect both psychologically materially and everywhere so it's a, so i think I've, I've, this love topic ain't going anywhere anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> just, i live with it because love is a need it's a um, need. in 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 my in my mother tongue uh, you, you know there are things english doesn't bring so well even when you translate it True. In, in my mother tongue which i believe is official language of heaven <laughs> we, we can debate about the we can debate on why you're wrong and why I'm right. there's a there's a saying that goes omwana niekure abolanga husambe shiachi it just sounds heavenly no the language sounds heavenly we don't know what you say but how you say it, it sounds heavenly yeah, so what it means is a child who is full says let's burn the granary because they imagine they will never become hungry again um it's it's usually told to people um to remind them that some needs will always be be persistent and i think love is one of those categories just now to dial down and be a bit more serious here is one thing i'm observing with um my, my experiences with more with the young adults and youth mm-hmm. and one thing i have noticed is we, where there is loss of love or lack of love it can easily be misdiagnosed okay. so you go to school and you find there's Ezra who is 
um, restless. I'm just using a name like Ezra Kenya. Uh, like uh, uh, it's okay. You, you can know. say that too, but I know where you're going. You've started. You're doing very well in the role of Kenan so far. <laughs> but let's keep going. I think I think it's a spirit of Kenan hovering upon his face. <laughs> but yeah, so you find him. He's 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 a noisemaker. He's a bully. He's you know all of those. And normally, what true I mean teachers would do in such a case is keep shouting at Ezra. Ezra, sit down. Ezra. But many of them don't simply realize what Ezra is really looking for are two things, attention and love. Mm-hmm. And in Very their true. twisted child mind, mm-hmm. um, they don't care how it comes to them mm-hmm. as long as it's coming. So whether it's a teacher always calling out their name or not, it's because they're probably not getting the love at home. Mm-hmm. Now that child of um, chewing, gum, uh, chewing gum problems and, and noise making in class graduates to be the young adult who is ill-adjusted. Mm-hmm. In their craving for love, if it's a girl, keeps throwing themselves at anybody who looks remotely to be um, loving or lovable. And if it's a guy, begins trying to overcompensate for the need of love um, out there. And that's how it manifests within the, within the children's, li- young adults' lives. But also it's just to think about, I- I've been a manager. I've been a manager in my workspaces. And I realized more than 70%, and they say 70% of statistics um, is generated on the fly. Mm-hmm. I've not done an empirical study, but 70% of the cases I had to deal with where people are struggling with performance and everything at work had nothing to do with technical ability. Mm-hmm. Like these guys were smart, cutting edge. You know, like <coughs> They knew what they did, but when they were struggling at work, it had nothing to do with work. It had everything to do with... Um, Love or its absence, or how it was coming. So it was either abuse and everything. So in other words, um, an employee who's coming to work heartbroken or coming from a scenario where their spouse is cheating on them, they could know all the code in the world, but you can be sure they're not going to deliver at work on that day. And so if, if for nothing else, if for nothing else, the effect of what um, broken love has on the victims who suffer under it necessitate that we need to get this love thing correctly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you have spoken very eloquently. Now let's break it down to the level of other others of us who are here. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm mortals. <laughs> you know, uh, um, I think one thing that I'm picking from both of you, one is your experience working with children, your experience working with young adults, Mm -hmm. and how you are constantly, you know, we're trying to address the symptoms but not the root cause in trying to work with these different demographics. And I I can, I think I'll be correct if I said you can see them in marriages, you Mm -hmm. can see them in workplaces. Mm. So we are trying to diagnose or address the issues that are really not the root cause issues. Mm -hmm. And we're wondering, we've done coaching, we have paid for, you know, executive coaching and these and that, but you're not getting it. Mm -hmm. But really, no, that is not that. That's what the person needs. Mm. There is a deeper need that they need. So, Mm -hmm. so that, that, that I'm going to use this example. Then I'm going to transition to the next question. I, 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 was, I was on a call with, with a, a, fr- a, a friend who was uh, in her own journey in a moment. And, um, and the she, she was going through a, a lot of stuff in her life. So I said, can I pray with you? So we bowed down and we were praying. And I said, God, you know you love your daughter. And she stopped me in the middle of the prayer and said, God loves me. Does hmm. God really love me? How can he love me? Why should he 
love me? Do I even deserve anyone to love me? And at that moment, you know, I, I couldn't continue conversing with God. <laughs> I started conversing with her. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what is love? And she said for her, love is simply anyone and everyone who has or who engages with her sexually. Mm-hmm. If you don't engage with me outside sex, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you love me. I don't think you love me. So she, so she had um, <coughs> just down the entire expression of love to one thing, to one thing. To sexual intercourse. So I, and I don't understand therefore why it's troubling for her to think of God loving me. She's like, mm, that sounds creepy. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't, I can't, I mean, God, now, now we, can't, we can't be engaging sexually with God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see how whatever that environment, whatever that experience shapes our view mm-hmm. and how we expect to receive or even give love, mm. right? So now, with, with that in mind, now my question that comes now that we have eloquently defined those, just to make it practical and real, what are some of the things we can think in our lives, we perceived, we grew, we thought up, we saw as language of love, they could be still love, but to you this is how it's defined, or was defined in your home, or was defined in your personal life, and now you are learning, and what are you learning now when you start talking about this concept of love? And then the next part will go, really, what is love? Because now we've talked about why we are discussing this topic. Mm-hmm. We've talked, let's make it practical, and then they come back and say, but really, what is this thing? That we're talking about yeah so uh basically w- what is our understanding mm-hmm. okay from our own uh experience mm-hmm. and then what's the standard yes in the words of my friend here <laughs> actually <laughs> let, 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 me, let, let me let me start my example i think you guys have deep examples <laughs> let me give you, you know <laughs> so that you guys can go deeper you know <clears throat> romance is it's i think every culture shows romance. Mm. Yeah. How they express it differs from culture to, to culture. culture. That's true. Me, I grew up in a place where hugging, <laughs> if you hug, it's not love, it's punishment. <laughs> Why are you coming close to me? <laughs> Why are you coming close to me? I grew up in a culture where it was okay for me to hold hands with my boyhood friends. We, we would hold hands and walk. Mm-hmm. And then the Western world, that's a whole different frame of, okay. of you know bond mm-hmm. right uh, um, I, so growing up this concept of showing affection mm. it's one either I need to be kind because my parents love me <laughs> so if I break something I'm in trouble I get kind and then at the end of it is like you know I'm doing you know why I'm doing this no because I love you <laughs> <laughs> that was very painful love <laughs> you, you literally felt the love so my expression was painful you know that's that's so to you love was discipline i had to be disciplined to feel loved love is i don't know if that that was normal but (laughs) that was when i grew up being told Mm -hmm. now please my parents were not abusive let me let me make this clear (laughs) it's good to clear that it's just that that's how the culture expressed its Mm. concept of love Mm. so for me that's something as i've grown over a period of time i find myself struggling with the expression of love Mm-hmm. I find myself uh, struggling with holding hands. I find myself struggling with, you know, um, 
just just my space my siblings always tell me hey don't give me a side hug like i'm your, I'm your dude give me a proper hug <laughs> 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 i'm like that is a struggle when mm-hmm. i meet with my father is like do we shake hands do we hug because i'm still trying to understand how understand. to express love yeah. and especially in this context and then when i transition to africa then i'm even more lost because i need to show love in the context of that. So mm. I, I pray for me as we have this conversation <laughs> and give me tips <laughs> to get there. So next. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, for me, <clears throat> I had a similar uh, experience yes. with you. Um, and, uh, can you imagine, you know, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, I never received a hug from my dad until at the airport when i was coming to america <laughs> no 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 wait you got a hug from your dad <laughs> <laughs> and as i was thinking uh, thinking through it uh, um at uh when i was when i was young just like uh just like you uh, whenever uh whenever i was Uh, disciplined that's when i was told you know i love you mm. that's when the word love came to uh, to play uh, later on i associated love with conversation because my mom stopped uh, discipl- uh, not disciplining but stopped using the canes and started talking to me so anytime i did anything wrong she brought us to uh, to the table Yeah. <coughs> and especially me we talked at length and she moved from the mistake that i made and she cast a vision forward on how she would like me to turn out which um have you turned out created <laughs> <laughs> which created i would say f- positive feelings okay with with that experience i enjoyed the discussions with my mom All right. And th- and those created positive feelings. I call them uh probably feelings of love. I don't know. W- Would you say from your expressive perspective, you mm. you you feel compared to your dad and mom, where did you see receive love from most? <laughs> <laughs> well, depends on how you define, uh, you, you define that, but I would say, you know, uh, Pastor Munena used to preach and he used to say, he used to ask a question. If you were asked that if if uh, a thief came to your house with a gun and said today one of your parents has to die mm-hmm. children you have the, the the freedom to choose who <laughs> <laughs> sounds like many fathers many fathers, <laughs> many fathers will not will not survive it's not that they did not love us but they were not used or our culture doesn't allow men to express emotions all right <coughs> my brother you you seem to have been a cheeky one <laughs> <laughs> yes ch- no, ch- cheeky hours cheeky hours i think the beauty of going third is you you, you get to sound a bit smart <laughs> yeah so for me love was three p's uh, uh, you see, you, see you, you have p's already <laughs> you, you, you have time to formulate it so for for me growing up um and I actually even think probably parts of it still keep sneaking into later yeah. life. Yeah. Love was three things. Love was performance. Uh-huh. Love was provision uh-huh. and love was protection. Okay. Those those are the three Ps. Now let me explain with interesting examples. So love was protection. One of the most protective persons I have is my elder brother. Mm-hmm. He's a year older but yo, 
I think I got to take a lion for me. <laughs> um, I remember vividly we on our way home once would bought um mandazis now i don't know i don't know another way to so that's a dumpling for people from the caribbean that's okay. a donut for western people so <laughs> it's it's the same yes. thing <laughs> okay so so we used to buy them from the from the road and so we just bought each one of us myself my younger brother and my elder brother and uh street kid came and snatched mine and my younger bros and took off you know like lightning speed My bro literally removed his bag, gave it to me, uh, and his mandazi and gave to the other bro. And in the middle of the street, took off, you know, took off and charged after, recovered the mandazi. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so it was at great risk to himself. We couldn't eat the mandazi because, yo, the kid who'd taken them was so dirty by the time, but he recovered the mandazi, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, you, you, that image sticks with me as love is... Protection, protection you know like uh, the bro who shows up for you or the you sh- and we do show up for our siblings and for even our own parents mm-hmm. the love was provision um you, you you remember the famous christmas clothes or um if you if you become number one or you do well in school you'll be given a certain thing or your parents sitting like my parents sitting us down at the, just before we went <coughs> back to school and telling us what cost it has cost them to get us back to school they've taken loans and everything and then using that to encourage us to work really hard that was their way of expressing hey we love you and the demonstration of that we love you is mm-hmm. we're providing for you these things even at great cost to ourselves mm-hmm. and then love was performance um you you didn't need to be too long in life like when you're in school to begin realizing when you did well in school you kind of were loved both at home and by and your teachers cool. yep. and that if you didn't do too well you you didn't feel the love you know um you didn't feel the you didn't feel the love the, the guy was number um I, I i started my schooling life by being number second last mm-hmm. i was number 34 out of you, 35 you started your career very well <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a rap song that says we we can we came from the bottom and now we are yeah. <laughs> and my second exam i was Um, I improved by one number because one guy didn't do the exam here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was nasty. So what that, I got that at that really time was a letter written home, mm. a class one, grade one here, class one, saying we're expelling this kid. You know, it takes it takes you to be special kind of dumb mm-hmm. for you, for the teachers to look at you in class one and say like, we, we expel this no fellow. Hope, yeah. no, like, investing in this one has no has no, has no benefit. benefit. We'd rather deploy the resources <laughs> to a better place. Is there another, is there another student? <laughs> <laughs> we need this slot can be better yeah. used yeah. by another individual. Uh-huh. And and you, sure enough um through means most of them very uh, yeah you'd rather so when you when, when that happened I had to be taken for tuition from class 1 and when my grades began improving and i became a public speaker and stuff the same teachers who would threaten to expel me now began showing me love mm-hmm. so i think in my childlike mind i think what was imprinted was love is performance and when you perform certain ways it it shows love now all those three things have half truths which means they've also half lies and as an adult therefore there is the push for instance for performative love mm-hmm. you know you feel mm-hmm. Um you earn your spouse's love. I feel like maybe I need to earn my spouse's love by bringing in more money or 
um, performing certain duties and stuff for me to be to be loved. If you don't take time to understand where this comes from, then it can become injurious. Or that love is protection, and I am by default wired that I want to protect. You know, and at times it's both physical and also it's to protect people's reputation. And maybe that's what some guys tell me I make a good confidant. But it's just because my idea of love is whatever you tell me needs to stay with me. Or um, if you're my true friend, I need to come out and, and protect you that way. So the mm. picture I grew up with love was largely um, <clears throat> those three things. Some aspects are good, some are not too good about it. So, we, all of us, are African, Kenyans, mm. grew up there, mm. migrated to this country, but we're expressing the same thing, but differently. Yeah. And look how we've turned differently, <laughs> <laughs> even though we came from the same background. <laughs> Which brings me to the point of the question, is it possible to quantify or to put love in a box? That this is, if you do this, then you have attained perfect love. No, and yes. Okay. Now that's why you start okay. to make up your mind. You can be knowing, but anyways, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay, so let me say this. If, if it is love as a principle, mm-hmm. I think we can reach a common understanding. We can define it as a, you know, the same way we used to say, biology is the study of, of life. life yeah. It comes from the Greek words bios right. and logos, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's, a standard, um, that's a standard definition we can all agree on. Yeah. So love as a principle, mm-hmm. I think, can be put in a box. Okay. But then love as performance or expressions, mm. I, I don't think can be boxed. So because what's... what's <laughs> a, a, um, I mean, the kissy call love, uh, uh, like to say I love you in kissy, then quan chate. Like, yeah. that sounds like war. Now you're being personal right now. But in, in, in Luya, I guess the heavenly language is in the Huya Anza. It's the expression that it's the same thing. So the. <laughs> Viewers, I think we're going to go for a short break at this point because one of the things we promote here is love, <laughs> not war. Kenan is behind the cameras and he needs a time to cool off. He cannot understand why. What is going on? So, so, so. So love as a as a principle. So I think we have to get into the definition of love, and I think you're breaking it down. There's love as a principle, and I'm also hearing love as an action. Yes. And yeah. different people will receive the action or the expression differently. Yes. Yeah, and probably define it differently. The probably or manifest it, it differently. Manifest it differently. Okay. Now that we, 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 are, we are swiftly making love in a nice way, don't, don't overthink. <laughs> don't overthink. <laughs> English is a dangerous language. You use let, it correctly. Let me reframe the statement. <laughs> <laughs> now that we are progressing well with this conversation on, on love. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, as, as, as we go on, so we, we were back at, at how it affects. So is, is, what is then the solution? No, not even a solution. How, as the world, as a people, as, as a community, as a church, as whoever is listening to this podcast, you said love is like food. We'll need it. Where do we get that sauce? Like how do we get, does it ever run dry? Does it, is, it, is it something that's just in us? 
Is this something that we are born with? Or is this something that we are taught? Because I'll ask this. Let, let, me, let me maybe ask this question to break this down. Is racism or discrimination an inborn thing or a taught thing? It's taught. It's, it's taught. A, it's a taught thing. And you just need to go to an incubator or a nursery for you to realize that when you put children of different colors in an incubator, they'll play with each other. In the nursery, they'll play with each other. Yeah. And um, the children are born colorblind in that sense. They, they don't know this is a black or a white. They don't they know They see that. a human being. They just see they a human being. They see a fellow child, but a... a <laughs> okay, uh-huh. and that? but stereotypes are then instilled okay. later on by precept or by example. So, in the very same principle, Collins, yes, are we born loving beings, or do we acquire and nurture it and grow before we do? I believe we are created mm-hmm. with the capacity to love, okay, and we are created with the need to be loved, okay, <clears throat> and uh, going back to the incubator. When a child is born, a child is born with the need to connect with its parent. Um, if, if you've ever watched a child nursing, you will find the child, as, the, as, the, as a child drinks the, the, the milk, the child is also looking at the mother's eyes. The, the mother's eyes and the child's eyes are uh, looking at each other. And the child is trying to figure out and to form a picture of who is this who's caring for me. Mm-hmm. And if the child is fed at the right time, when the child uh, shows signs of mm-hmm. hunger, when the child is changed, as soon as the child shows si- signs of discomfort, when the, child is, when the child's needs are met, as soon as they show themselves, mm-hmm. what uh, results is uh, what psychologists call attachment. This child begins to prefer to be with this person who is meeting her his or her needs. needs yeah. You see, so <clears throat> and this is this is a, a a newborn who has not developed language yet. Uh, you you will not be able to define love, and uh, this child understands. But you can see that bond being created, and as the child grows, you will see you will find that the child will always prefer to be next to the mother. Okay. If the child is injured at two years old, at three years old, the child will cry and run to the mother. And the child is, needs, uh, needs to be, um, <coughs> to, to be the, the pain to be taken away, but also she or he needs a hug mm-hmm. that will let the child know that you're okay mm-hmm. and I love you. So, so it's nurtured yes. over a period of time, or you can shape it. But everyone is born with a desire and the capacity yes. to love or to be loved. Yes. So it's something that we cannot say, ah, me, this thing of love, I'm done with it. In other words, like no. me, me, I'm just going to... Is, is, can, can someone say, I don't need love, I'm done with this concept of love? Or this desire? Or this. Uh, uh, now, you, you always go third so that we give you time to create the peas <laughs> <laughs> the peas and the peas the peas and the peas uh, 
Yeah, I would say as 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 he creates he's his E's and F's, <laughs> as he's coining that. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what I would say, the, the, the opposite is also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychologists have found that children who are neglected mm-hmm. uh, grow in a way that they also become uh, violent. Mm-hmm. Um, if a child is not changed immediately the child shows signs of discomfort. If a child is not fed, Mm -hmm. immediately the child shows signs of hunger. If the child's needs are not met immediately, Mm -hmm. or, yeah, when they desire to to have them met, Mm -hmm. uh, it becomes hard for the child to create a bond, an attachment bond with the child's caregivers. So it's nurtured again. You can either nurture it for the positive or you, if we fail to nurture it, can also develop these other attributes that are not so pleasant. Yes. Because, okay. Yep. I can say today I don't, I don't need food, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it true. Mm. Okay? Mm. It, it could come from a place where maybe I ate, again, a random name, Kenan's cookie. <laughs> and it, 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 made me, um, it made my stomach upset and yeah. I declare from there that I never want food again. Yeah. The statement is true mm-hmm. insofar as my experience is concerned, yeah. but it is not legitimate as reality goes. Mm-hmm. Um, in a matter of a few days, I will feel hungry again. Mm-hmm. And I then have an option of approaching food cautiously or only or really restricting where I try to get my food. I think the same is true with love. Mm-hmm. Saying that me, this love thing is not for me or I don't need love you, you can't say it, you're at liberty to say it, but it doesn't make it true, mm-hmm. okay? It can come from a place where your heart is calloused or has blisters or is offended against love because, like Collins has ably put it, there's a history within you of either not receiving it or receiving it um, at the right time and stuff, but that still does not um, remove its need. One thing, of the, one thing human beings do is hope deferred can soon be rebranded as an enemy. And therefore, you begin attacking hope. Um, also, partly as a defense mechanism, because if I downplay my need for hope or I attack hope as an evil thing, then if it never comes through, I don't feel like I have made any loss. So a lot of people who voice or live like they don't need love is probably something for coping or comes from a heart that has been wounded in its pursuit of love or in its experience of love. And therefore, while what they are voicing is a legitimate expression, it does not negate that reality at the base of the human need. Their hearts can heal, and then they can be able to subsequently experience and express true love. <coughs> Any thoughts <laughs> on everything we have said so far as... as, as as we continue engaging. I'm thinking of people who are listening. I'm thinking about our audience. I'm thinking of, of someone who, you know, is, is in a place where they feel that this thing of love is not for me. What would you, what, what would be the steps that you can talk, speak to someone like that and say, maybe retrace your steps? Or what are those steps to restrict? Where is this, finding the root cause? Where is this coming from? Or what am I desiring or my definition of what I desire as, as, as what I'm expecting to, to, to be presented to me as love. Am I making sense with my question? Yes, you are. Okay. So how do we, I, I have, you know, we said we're going to keep it practical and real, right? Yeah. 
I don't know about you guys but me you know I've been I've been dumped before. That experience is painful. On the streets they call it character Ca- development. Character development, <laughs> you know. I have gone through the school of character development, right? Uh-huh. As 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 the teacher or as the student. Uh now you're getting too personal. I get into personal. Okay, or maybe as the curriculum developer. As the curriculum developer. <laughs> develop the curriculum. <laughs> as the principal. As the principal. principal. School In this school of character <laughs> development, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And that thing can be so stressful, man. That mm-hmm. thing, actually, the one moment in my life that I can sit down and say I was depressed is that that moment when I realized, sure, I'm here by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember my roommate sitting down and telling me, bro, you have, you have not left that couch for three days. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this person who's holding me down and they're not here? <laughs> my life has come to a standstill. Like, uh, uh, you know, we laugh, but that's the story of many people. It's true. We laugh and that's the journey that many relationships are currently or even have gone through or people are currently expressing and experiencing. And one, sometimes there's no safe space true. to even try to process, identify, understand, and somebody uh, there's a quote that says you know um pain pain that's not processed how does the, uh, the quote go it says something to the i'm not I, i'll go until you go then the third person then i will have <laughs> that quote but by something that you know pain in pain out pretty much that's what the statement yeah. says it's yeah. like if you're hurt yeah. you're likely to just give hurt yeah, out yeah if you don't process it yeah. you're likely yeah. to dish out pain to others hurt people hurt people yeah, hurt yeah. people hurt people you see mm-hmm. you go third always so i've spoken you've spoken now you've summarized it <laughs> right way. so how do we for someone in that journey as we continue starting to dig deeper in this concept of love and i know today we're just laying those foundations discussing overall natural we'll start getting to specifics as we build on in the future and you know i approach it from a social perspective from a spiritual perspective from all these angles as we get deeper emotional perspective and so forth but how, how, what message will you have like in, if you've been there how did you cope how do you cope how would you encourage people to work around that situation <laughs> and of course it's generic because every person is different but they're overarching principles I think what I can say is uh, that we all have experienced maybe we all have experienced what it what it feels to be loved we may have experienced what it feels to be dumped and maybe someone is hurting because you don't have that uh, th- that privilege of having someone who um, loves you at the moment maybe you have gone through a painful separation i think th- uh, what i wh- what i can say is there is hope uh, because many a times we have misunderstood what hope wh- what love means mm-hmm. uh, the bible talks about love a lot and i don't think we have gotten to a place where we have processed it well and applied it to ourselves okay. and this is what we're going to 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 be doing how can we make love practical to every single one of us i think there is hope for everybody okay there's yes. hope for everybody awesome the the way to think about it is you never judge a philosophy or a principle 
by its abuse. Mm-hmm. Now let me say that in English for Ezra. Yes, yes, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a knife mm-hmm. can be used to cook, chop ingredients for yeah. food mm-hmm. and a knife can be used to kill. Yeah. So you don't judge a knife by how it's used to kill. Mm-hmm. Okay? A, so judging judging a knife just because knives have been used to kill mm-hmm. is judging a philosophy by its abuse. Can I also by judging you mean condemning? But yes, condemning in this case. Yes. Can I, can I also sound eloquent? Uh, please, okay. you are eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fire can keep you warm, <laughs> but the very same fire, if no use, can, 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 can burn also down your burn, house. Can also burn your house. Right. Totally true. I just wanted to sound like you. So <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the sophisticated way of saying that same thing is yeah. you never judge a philosophy by its abuse, mm-hmm. and so for people who are hurting. Um, who are offended by love, I think it is to step back and ask. Oh, so the complete statement is this. You never judge a philosophy by its abuse, but you judge it by its logical outworking. Mm-hmm. Like, so you just take um, the, the fire example. Um, if you take a fire and focus it under a pot, it makes a meal. Mm-hmm. That's a logical, proper outworking of fire. But if you take a fire and throw it on a building, it's called arson. Mm-hmm. So you don't judge a principle by its abuse, mm-hmm. but you judge it by its logical outworking. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing for people to understand. If you're hurting from love, you need to question, it begins by asking yourself, what am I really offended at? Is it the way love was abused from childhood as a young adult, as by my spouse, or is it the logical outworking of love? That's you know number one way to think about it. The number two is to ask yourself things like, cars do have accidents, mm-hmm. and sometimes even kill fatally, but people still buy cars, mm-hmm. okay? Houses do get gutted down by fire or swept away by a hurricane, but people still reacquire new mortgages. Um, so the fact that we've experienced setbacks or injuries in the name of love or in actual love should not necessarily be the termination of that thing we can hope again, we can heal again because these things are reboundable. Mm-hmm. And then the third practical step to this is you will spend anywhere between 16, 18 um, years taking, studying, you know, um, to become an engineer, a doctor, um, a sound technician. We, we study, you know, we, for nursing and all those kind of things. But we hardly do the same love for the relationships that matter and so i think one of the solutions or one of the things that for people who are becoming cynical about love they need to ask themselves how much have they invested in making love a genuine study because if we don't do that what we will be capable of doing is falling for the sentiment and not for the reality how well equipped you um we often operate in love like we have an inbuilt manual um, of love that just someone becomes active at a point X. No, it's, as we've studied um, together, it's it's nurtured, and at times it can be misnurtured. But the brilliant thing in life is the ability of the brain to be remodeled, even at an advanced age. We can be able to be remodeled by getting the right information and the right things. 
Um, but at a practical level, hey, by the way, they have also undergone character development. Ah, hey. Kumbe, you're in the same school eh, with me. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could write a thesis. <laughs> I know you could write encyclopedia. <laughs> me, I can, do, me, I can do a thesis at least. Uh, you I, can write a, a chapter, chapter in the encyclopedia. The Ezra book of character development featuring. One of the things is where love has been has let us down or people who we thought loved us have let us down whether we are children whether we are spouses whether we are siblings and stuff take time and mourn mm-hmm. you know your times rush the grief process and we want people loving again moving again mm-hmm. just take time acknowledge that feeling mourn for it but then don't step from it i mean don't stop there go back to the other things and begin asking what am i what am what's holding me down is it the abuse of the philosophy or is it the real philosophy and then is it something worth sticking out my life again and begin moving again yes and then the next thing is just be wise about it L- study more um, so that you will begin placing your love on individuals and objects that are worthy and not unworthy awesome we are now starting to wind up actually winding up because today we were just 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 getting to know each other in this topic of of love Uh, not got not not getting to know each other getting to talk more about love as <laughs> <laughs> you need a time out your use of english i need to see your transcript <laughs> you know th- those are intentional because now you see you've laughed <laughs> right <laughs> so that we can be able we are talking about and by the way we are talking about a topic that at times we struggle in expressing it That's we true. feel somehow uncomfortable in talking about it mm-hmm. yet it's such a beautiful thing that is inborn is something that was given to us but because it has been misguided we've we've it's been abused in the past we even feel uncomfortable in certain ways of of expression and rightly so right but if if this is something that is like food i've never met uh, kids when certain age they don't like food but generally every human being you know desires to have food for the most part so um as we as we wrap up viewers listeners we just we just talking as we say it here at amazing truth podcast it's real talk real life we just talk we just express ourselves because many at times that you have these things in your head in your mind but you don't have the safe space to really engage and converse with them and be challenged so we are encouraging you just to write a comment to send a message to uh, share with us your experience and and uh, two or three people that will send us something exciting will read it anonymously of course not unless you give us the way forward so that we can also share your experience because this is your podcast is our podcast as we part ways uh, this is just part one we are going to be building and looking at this topic from all different si- uh, angles not because we are experts because we are seeking and searching to learn more about it this because we've gone to the school of character development and because <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things that we can relate with you and with each other but i want to finish with this poem from a sister friend of ours who was in this podcast her name is edna and she writes a poem and she says in a book uh in her book the title is it's a poem book i will tell you the title here shortly she says true love who can find pure love my heart to bind i gave up the search but could there be a match I said love it's not a must but my heart is gathering dust cobwebs of pain nothing to gain a heartache again should i complain true love god does provide pure love please guide be my guide a heart that's broken let's leave that unspoken 
if only love could mend the brokenness, if only love could take away the hopelessness, hopelessness, but true love who can find pure love my heart to bind. Beautiful. So very beautiful mm-hmm. poem. I think there's a lot to dig deeper in that. But there's some of us who our hearts are gathering cobwebs. There's some of us who are asking can I, can I, is love a must? There's some of us who are still chained in the in the webs of pain and nothing to gain in our journey. But true love God does provide. We'll talk about that further when we come to the spiritual aspect. Thank you guys. That has been our time here at Amazing Truth Podcast. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.